to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So, let's live our best lives, one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? Anything new going on with you? Uh, Let's see. New. Nope. Not new. (laughs) (laughs) I had to think. My last week's been a whirlwind. Oh, mine too. I'm at the beach. We took a real quick trip to the beach. Will and I did. So we got to go home tomorrow. But, you know, it's fun to be able to say, let's just go to the beach tomorrow. Yep. That's nice. And then boom, here we are. I'm looking at the ocean right now. Uh, My son, he started a new job in January and it did not go as planned. And I actually got to talk to him about it yesterday. Anyway, there was some kind of shady business going on at his work and he just decided he didn't want to be part of it. And so he quit and he does not oh, have gosh. another job oh, and gosh. so I'm sitting here I've been thinking the last 24 hours now that if he doesn't get a job very soon maybe I need to fly out and see him while he's not working because he works during the week and I work weekends so it's hard for our schedules to jive so I figure while he's not working is a perfect time to go maybe spend a couple days with him well I think that's a great idea yeah problem is it's winter in Denver oh yeah <laughs> true. I got to get myself excited about that. (laughs) Well, that's the problem with the beach as well. You see me with my sweater on. Yes. We're recording this. It's February and (laughs) yeah, it's cold. It's still pretty to look at though. Well, yeah. By the time this episode comes out, it will be March and almost spring. Yeah. I found a dandelion in my yard yesterday and I was so excited. That is exciting. I mean, some people, you know, they're like dandelions, but that is a sign that spring's coming. Well, I know we went to Brook Green Gardens, which is a place it's got sculptures and a botanical garden and it has a little zoo. We went to the uh-huh. little zoo. Well, I'd never been there. They had the daffodils were up. Oh, miners trying to come up by my driveway. Daffodils are always like the sign to me, like, hallelujah, here we go. Yep. Yeah. Spring is coming. And when you go outside and it's like 630 at night and it's not pitch black, you know, you're like, oh, my God, it's happening. Light. Yeah. It's still dark here. I think I've told you this before. I'm so close to the eastern time zone that it gets dark so early here. I'm like, if we could just be eastern time zone, I would have more sunlight. You would. You would have more sunlight anyway. Yeah, because you're right over that line. Our friend Jade... She pointed out that if I just got up earlier, I would have the same amount of sunlight. Thank you, Jade. (laughs) Thank you, Jade. That's not helpful. I'm not getting up earlier. Well, actually, you would not have the same. (laughs) Well, I guess you would have the same amount of sunlight as someone in the Eastern time. But the thing is, you know, there is different sunlight throughout the year. Right. 
So this week we had a good news segment that was shared from a listener named Sharice. And I loved this so much. I had to turn around and read this to my coworker the other night, whether he wanted to hear it or not. He's like my, <laughs> my captive audience. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> So she said, I have a pretty cool story about my wonderful daughter-in-law. She has a dog walking, sitting Reiki business and is a dog whisperer for sure. She and my son were on vacation in Kauai and staying in a cute little Airbnb condo. And when they were out one day, about a mile from the condo, they spotted a scraggly, skinny dog that looked lost and hungry. They stopped along with some other people as the dog was running into a busy street. They stayed with the dog while someone ran and got him some dog food and water, and then they decided to take the dog back to their condo to see if they could help him get some rest since the SPCA was not open. My daughter-in-law messaged her Airbnb host to see if she would mind if they kept the dog overnight until the SPCA was open the next day, and then they could seek some help for the dog. She promised that they would put doggy pee pads down and sequester the dog, but told the owner of the Airbnb that they couldn't imagine just leaving the dog out on its own. The Airbnb host said that she would be okay with her and then offhandedly told my daughter-in-law about losing her own dog five months earlier and commented how nice it was to know that there were people out there watching for lost dogs. When my daughter-in-law told her thank you, she said, this little Collie Shepherd mix will be so grateful. And the host said, Wait, what? The dog is a Collie Shepherd mix? My dog was a Collie Shepherd mix. My daughter-in-law immediately sent her a photo, and indeed it was the host's dog. The host, who lived five miles or so away from this condo, drove over immediately, and her and the dog were reunited. And Shree said, it still gives me chills to tell this story. Wow. Isn't that amazing? When you were like reading it, I hadn't read ahead, and I started going, is it the dog? Is it the dog? (laughs) That it was the dog. I didn't see it coming while I was reading it. I did. But I got like full body chills when I read it. I loved it. That's fantastic. What a great story. And it was a mile away from the condo. So it wasn't like it was at the condo, like trying to come in. It wasn't right outside. What a beautiful story. It did make me wonder if the condo owner used to live there. You know, you hear stories about dogs going back when they move, trying like going back to their old home. But it was a mile away. It wasn't like it was right outside. If it was Uh like we saw a dog around the condo, you know, and we let it in, that would be different. But a mile away. Yeah. That's very exciting. We had a dog that got lost when we moved one time. I was in college and my mother moved from a place where we had been a long time to a a new place. And she let the dog out the first night. I mean, it was like really rural. Okay. Like mountains of Virginia, rural kind of a thing. And so, you know, it wasn't like the dog was going to get out and, you know, busy highway or anything. Right. But she let it out like she had done every single night at the other place, which was also very rural. And the dog never came back. So. Oh, no. Yeah. The dog's name was Blossom. And we had her from the time. I was like five, and then this is when I was in college. But she said she was really sad that she didn't think about the fact that it was a new place and the dog wouldn't just hang around. around. She just assumed that she would just be outside saying, okay, this is our new house. But the dog never came back. I just learned something new about you. I never knew you ever had a dog. Oh, yeah. We had dogs growing up. Okay. Always. Always dogs growing up. You're just such a cat lady. I never knew you had a dog. Well, I am a cat lady now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this dog would get sprayed by a skunk all the time. It was the mountains of Virginia. Oh, my God. Skunk. 
no fun. <laughs> if you've ever like gotten skunk smell attached to yourself, I remember one time Blossom had been sprayed by a skunk and I was at church, like Sunday school youth group. I mean, I was probably in, I don't know, eighth grade, ninth grade or whatever. And I guess she had rubbed up to me and I smelled like a skunk, but I didn't know it. Oh, gosh. So everybody's like, why do you smell like a skunk? And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like traumatized. That's probably why I don't have dogs. <laughs> oh, my god! But I couldn't help it. But, you know, your nose no longer smells things. So I guess I got yeah. just a little bit of the skunk. But, you know, we don't have skunks around here where I live. Do y'all have them over there in Alabama? I mean, I don't smell them a lot occasionally. So I think they're here, but just okay. not like they were in the Midwest where I come from. I have never smelled one near Augusta ever, really? not one time. Yeah. Maybe it's too warm down here. I don't know. My dogs were funny. My two inside dogs, they both lay on me in the evening if I'm sitting on the couch. So they were both laying on me. And all of a sudden last night, and the puppy is not, she doesn't startle easily and she hardly ever barks. But her and Sam, my Chihuahua Terrier mix, just both jumped up and barked and were just on high alert for some reason. Then I heard my dog in the backyard start growling, and I'm like, what is going on? Something is out there, you know? Well, like 45 minutes or an hour later, Eric took the puppy out front to potty, and she's on a leash. He said, I don't know. She wouldn't go. He said she was terrified of something outside. And he's like, so her instincts are probably better than mine. I brought her back inside. He's like, I don't know if there's coyotes, which we have coyote problems. She's like, he's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if we had coyotes out there or what. So then this morning he went out and he came right back in. And I said, you know, what's going on with Lulu? And he said, there are seven deer across the street and she is terrified. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Scared of the deer. What to do about the deer. Anyway. That's so funny. She's a cutie, though. She brings us a lot of joy. That's important. So do my cats. They bring me joy. (laughs) So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about something that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And since we're finishing up our Cleanish book study, I want to talk about jenstevens.com slash cleanish one more time. You know, we've been talking about all the things with the Cleanish book study and, you know, eating mostly clean, living mainly clean, unlocking your body's natural ability to self-clean. That's the full title of the book. And I've got my favorite products listed right there that help me with my cleanish lifestyle on jenstevens.com slash cleanish. So if you're looking for clean cleaning products, we got Branch Basics. If you're looking for wine, we've got Dry Farm Wines. You know, if you're looking for meal delivery companies, I've got all my favorites listed, including Green Chef and Sun Basket, which have organic options and, and make it so easy for me to eat a variety of delicious plant foods, eat organic meats, organic vegetables. So anyway, go to jenstevens.com slash cleanish, find all the resources there, and it helps support the podcast and all the work that we're doing. All right, so now it's time for our life lesson of the week, our final one for the cleanish book study. It's week five, and we're going to kind of wrap it up. So I've really enjoyed hearing what listeners are doing to put these ideas into practice. How about you, Sherry? Yeah, and I'm sure it's especially helpful for you as the author. A lot of authors just put their work out there and that's it. And they never know like 
what are the readers thinking or how are the readers changing their lives or whatever. But you're getting like real-time feedback from our community and in the private Delay Don't Deny community from people who are actually, you know, you're interacting with people and you're like seeing them make a difference. Somebody posted today in the Life Lessons community Facebook group, she said, I'm so ashamed that I've been doing cleanest. And she said, I'm so ashamed. I've always used air fresheners. Now I don't know what to do. And I said, there's no reason to be ashamed. I said, when you know better, you do better. And now you're making changes. I used to use them too. I had all those plugins. Remember when Bath and Body Works got all those plugins that were so pretty and they looked like little flowers and you had all the scents. I plugged them into my classroom. I took them to school and plugged them in. Like, Lord knows what I was exposing those children to. Their behavior problems probably got worse. Anyway, now that I, I didn't know what I know now about behavior problems and scents and children and chemicals. Yeah. And- well, that's what she said in her post is that she has stinky teenage boys. And I'm like waiting for the Facebook police to, <laughs> yeah, I'm to sorry, take that's her post down. speech. <laughs> But. Whereas that, you know, why hate Facebook would think that's hate speech because they're not old enough to have their own teenagers, the people working at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> once they are, once the people who work at Facebook are old enough to have their own teenage boys, they'd be like, oh, that's not hate speech. That's right. just a fact. Exactly. That's exactly. just a different aroma. You know, yeah. I'm here with Will. He's 22. He's no longer stinky. Mm-hmm. He just smells like a person. Right. right. But. <laughs> I think it's all those teenage hormones, hormones, fear whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not pretty. No, it's not. And that well, is also not hate speech. It's a fact. So she was asking if anybody has good luck with charcoal, activated charcoal. That absorbs things that absorb. That absorbs the smells and stuff, which mm-hmm. I guess I learned something new. I didn't even know that was I a have thing. Some, some of those. Like you hang them around. There's these little bags and you hang them and they absorb the smell. Yeah, I've got some of those. Like you could put them in a closet mm-hmm. or a... Like where the cat litter box is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have some there. They seem to, to work pretty smell? good. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I learn something new from people every day. Absolutely. So we asked listeners several questions to get some follow-up to hear what they had to say. And one of them was, in your study of cleanish, was there anything that changed any preconceived thoughts or ideas you held before reading the book? And two listeners said something similar. So I wanted to group those together. One said, I was aware of greenwashing, but not to the extent as was explained in the book. I was the person who would buy the product with the green sticker without ever checking ingredients. I now realize how pervasive the marketing industry is and do my research before bringing a new product into our environment. And again, this problem is also addressed by making my own products. And another listener said something very similar. Greenwashing really scares me. I feel that we have been misled and lied to again and again. That's and so, so for true. anybody who can't remember or didn't haven't heard this term, maybe this is your first time listening, greenwashing is when product labels are designed to make you think a product is better for you or clean or green, and it's really just marketing. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm such a teacher, I can't help it. Will and I were somewhere, oh, we were at the grocery store. I was picking up something when we first got here, and there was some kind of like a two-liter lemonade or something, and it looked like farm fresh. I can't remember the exact words that they used, but it made it look like something, you know, wholesome. I'm like, look, Will, and then I explained greenwashing to him, and I look at what it says on the label, and it sounds so all natural, but then you read the ingredients, and it was like 
horrible. It was like corn right. syrup and everything oh. terrible, lemon flavoring. So anyway, teach your kids about that. Yeah. I used to use a face wash, I mean, probably eight or nine years ago before I learned more. It was, I won't say the brand name, but then it was Naturals. And it was a very plain looking label. <laughs> and it was no this, no that, no this. But when you like run it through the EWG app, it is not a good scoring product. So yeah, right. they have left out some awful chemicals, but they've included a lot as well. And the thing is, is that for some reason, we think that natural equals good and chemical equals bad. Well, you know, just to put it in perspective, water is a chemical. So really, I mean, everything's a chemical, but you know, just because something is man-made also doesn't make it bad. You know, we talk about Beauty Counter all the time, but Beauty Counter doesn't claim to be all natural. It just claims to be safe. But just because something is natural doesn't mean it's safe. Like talc is a product that's used in a lot of beauty products, and it's, you know, quote, natural, but it's not safe. Exactly. Arsenic is natural. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mercury is natural, but you don't want to lather it on your skin. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So it's understanding natural doesn't equal safe, and just because it's man-made doesn't mean it's dangerous. Right. Yeah. So another listener said, I assumed clean living required shopping at hippie stores only. And I love that. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know exactly what she's talking about. Me too. If it doesn't smell like patchouli, get out. Right. (laughs) Right. She said, and spending tons of cash to solve simple problems. So not true. You have to be reasonable. You can make tiny tweaks and really move the needle. I'm surprised how inexpensive some cleaning products are now that I'm using simpler ingredients and reusable containers. It's even more aesthetically pleasing. Absolutely. And I love that as well because you feel like it's going to be really expensive. And it can be, you know, depending on what you do, but it doesn't have to be. And that's what's really great. Another listener said the same thing. She said, I think the Branch Basics kit is environmental and economical. I thought it would be super expensive to swap out for better cleaners. And, you know, just today I was really enjoying my Branch Basics. I'm here at the beach and I've been here with Will. And somebody that I I know from an event that I went to years ago, it was in New York City. It was the Phil Mickelson ExxonMobil Send My Teacher. Uh And I got to go from the state of Georgia. It was really exciting. It was like a week. It was in the summer. But it was somebody that was in my group there. We were all teachers, but they assigned us to groups. We were all group 19. But anyway, she lives here. She goes between Maine and Merle's Inlet. Oh, fun. So, yeah. So, anyway, they're coming over tonight. They're just back in Merle's Inlet, and they're going to come over, and we're going to have wine and cheese and everything. And I'm like, so I've got to clean this bathroom that Will's been using. (laughs) (laughs) So I pulled out my Branch Basics, the bathroom cleaner. I put tea tree oil in it, and I'm cleaning. And I'm like, oh, it smells so clean in here already. And it is very, you know, aesthetically pleasing to know that it's safe, but it still can smell like I'm cleaning something because I'm using the, you know, the tea tree oil. Right. And it's not expensive. It's really very economical. Yeah, I've gotten so spoiled with my Branch Basics that I ran out of the oxygen booster, and I Uh always use it like on towels and sheets and that sort of thing. And I wanted to wash my Muslin Comfort blanket like on Thursday, but I ran out of my oxygen booster, and I had some on order, and I'm like, it's going to be here any day. I'll just wait a couple days to wash my blanket. Well, it didn't come till Sunday when I was at work. (laughs) So (laughs) first thing I did on Monday was wash my sheets and blanket because I was like, I don't want to wash it without it. I mean, like I have my husband's gain 
But I was like, I don't want gain on my no. blanket. No, you don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely always stay stocked up with like an extra, like a spare. Yeah, well, I know now. I like to I've do got that. I've yeah. auto ship now. Oh, that's so. good. That's good. Yeah. Another listener said, I'd honestly never thought about most of this stuff. So everything you have shared has been an eye opener for me. So, yeah, just getting the message out there. That makes me really happy because I didn't think about this stuff either for so long until, you know, I needed to. With Will, I told the story in cleanish, but, you know, like I said, I was plugging stuff into my classroom and giving the children snacks that were like artificial everything and never had thought about any of it. And once your eyes are opened, you really don't go back once you really Mm -hmm. realize how important it is. Right. So another listener said, I'm not sure I had any preconceived notions. The one thing that stuck with me was to consider the number of products I'm exposed to. And I think that's really important because, you know, as I talk about in Cleanish, the bucket effect, drop by drop, tiny little amounts made the ocean salty, Mm -hmm. right? right? The ocean is salty because over time, little bits added up and now it's all deposited there. And the same thing in your body's bucket, drop by drop, that bucket will overflow. So every little bit does add up. I think that's so important. We next asked listeners, when it comes to living mainly clean, what tips, hacks, or strategies would you share with others about living mainly clean? So yeah, that's important because we all have heard about eating clean all the time, right? Eating clean is something that's out there in the world, but living clean is just kind of a different kind of idea. And we can be tricked by the greenwashing, but it really is not that hard to live mainly clean. It's actually easier than eating clean, don't you think, Sherry? Living uh, mainly clean so. yes. is easier than eating yeah. clean. Because yeah. once you get your basics and you scale down what you're using in your house and you stop bringing different contaminants into your house, then like you're kind of done with that, right? Right. Exactly. But a listener said, do some research and make as many of your own products as you can. Start with just one. It's easier than you might think. And the recipes I've used are very simple. I use essential oils and a lot of my home and personal care products as well. This has allowed me to significantly downsize the amount of different products in our home and simplify our life a bit more. And again, there's a pride and joy in making your own products and realizing how simple it is to sustain your home. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what I just said. And I had not even read ahead. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Another listener said, do the best you can to improve each day. It can be so overwhelming to become clean overnight. That's true. And that, you know, when we first were starting going through it in the the group, when we were doing our book study, you know, week one, and it's like, here's all the scary stuff, everybody. (laughs) I'm like, do not let it freak you out. Because you can really get so scared by everything, and it can be overwhelming because you're like, well, I don't want to put this stuff in my body anymore, not for one more day. But, you know, you've made it this far. It's a process. Start weeding out. Weed out, exactly. Start weeding out and replacing. Instead of letting it be overwhelming, you know, and and I used the phrase, knowledge is power. And the contrast of that is ignorance is bliss. You know, so maybe up to now we've been ignorance is bliss, but right. now all of a sudden we've got the information and we're freaked out. But don't let it overwhelm you. Just take it slowly and do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. That's important. So another listener said, some of the things my grandmother used are the best. Bon Ami powder, 
baking soda and vinegar are things I use regularly for cleaning. I've ordered the Branch Basic Starter Kit, and I can't wait to try it out. Yeah, Bonami, Bonami, I guess that's how you say it, really is great. I don't know that I've ever used it. It is. It's very simple. It's rated highly. It's like a scouring It's a powder, powder. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I use it if I get something stuck on my stainless steel pans. Oh, uh-huh. Then I like will put some on there and just scrub, 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 and it gets the stuck on part off. Okay. Well, that's a great tip because I have like enameled cast iron that gets kind of discolored. So I bet it would work great for that. If you want to clean your stainless steel sink, it's a really good, it's, you know, it's abrasive, but it's not like a dangerous kind of abrasive thing. Another listener wrote, give yourself some grace to try one new thing and see how it feels because incremental changes add up. Exactly. Just like we said before, you do not have to do it all at once. And that's when it becomes overwhelming. So here's another one that's important. She said, don't assume just because your shampoo is on the approved EWG list that it means the matching conditioner is too. (laughs) And by the way, we've said the EWG a few times. If you've listened to our other episodes, you know we're talking about the Environmental Working Group. They have an app where you can check your personal care products, your cleaning products. It's free. They also have food products in there. And so the listener said, I like an herbal essence shampoo that is EWG approved, but the matching conditioner is a six. Yikes. Yeah, that's a big one. I think I ran into that actually with one of the shampoos. I I had used a shampoo you had at the beach. I was trying different shampoos out and I liked it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get that. Well, I think it was the same deal. Either the shampoo mm-hmm. was fine or, and the conditioner wasn't, or the conditioner was fine and the shampoo wasn't. It was one or the other. So I just ended up going a different route. I mean, I guess, why does your shampoo and conditioner have to match? I, I was know. just having that same thought. I don't know. I was like, why does it have to match? I, but we like... <laughs> Mine always turned on for both of us. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. If you like the shampoo, you can keep using the shampoo and find a different conditioner. Although I did learn I do have to have conditioner. There was one time I was like out of conditioner and I was going on a trip. This is years and years ago. I was going to my friend's house and I'm like, oh, I'm out of conditioner. No big deal. I'll just go with shampoo only. I'll be fine. Wrong. Yeah. No, I have to condition. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. Sometimes twice. (laughs) Some people shampoo twice. I. Sometimes you I condition do. twice. So <laughs> I actually just got the brand new beauty counter shampoo and conditioner. I'm excited to try it. Well, let me know what you think. Another listener wrote, she said, I'm struggling with this one. The simple swaps I've tried so far haven't been that successful. I spend a lot of time on trial and error finding my current personal care products. So I'm telling myself it might take the same effort to find clean products that I like and work like the non-clean products do. I started with body lotion, and I haven't yet found the quality I had with my non-clean salon quality lotion. I mean, I think we've all had that struggle. Yeah, that's the part that can be tricky if you're having trouble with it. That always happened to me even before I was cleanish. Like, I would really, like, have a, for example, a hairspray that I used for years. It always happened to me with hairspray. I don't know why. But I would have a hairspray that I used for a lot. Do you use hairspray? No. Okay. See, I use hairspray because I have a lot of the flyaways. Like, right now, it looks crazy. You can probably see it. <laughs> but it really, I need them for my, my fine hair. You have fine hair. hair. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. So I need a little hairspray on there. And I also have all these cowlicks. So my hair goes crazy if I don't have it. I now have a clean hairspray, which is hard to find. Please don't discontinue it. It's like VO5 or something. We <laughs> can be hard to find. But even before I was cleanish, there was one I used for so long and then boom, discontinued. Oh, okay. And then trying yep. to find one that would work and, you know, not wanting it to be scented. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's a challenge for a lot of us. But once you find what you like, hopefully, I love the beauty counter lotion. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I've got the hand lotion sets right here on my desk. And they're also great if something doesn't work, they'll exchange it for you. Yep, they will. And you can get something different. Another listener said, you know, keep it simple. We've already said that. And then someone else paraphrased it. Keep it simple. So we kept hearing that from people over and over again. Keep it simple and don't overcomplicate it. That's why I stick to branch basics. Boom, simple, done. Yes. Beauty counter. Boom, simple, done. Yep. Yeah, I know their products are going to be fine, so I don't have to distress about it. Right. We also asked listeners, as we have implemented our cleanish book study, what has had the biggest impact on you so far? And I, I thought that was important because, you know, there's so much in there. Like, it's a really long book, 400-something pages. But what is really, you know, sticking out to you? And one listener said, the real-life application. It would be easy to portray a message of fear and urgency to immediately change everything about our lives in order to be healthy similar to diet culture, but that isn't feasible for most people. Cleanish presents ideas for bite-sized and sustainable changes in true gin fashion and is therefore easy to apply. I have already reset most of my home care products, but have continued to switch my personal care products, mostly for things I make myself, and it's going great. I didn't realize what a problem all the chemicals in our personal care products were. Another listener has one in relation to food, and she said, I have finally given up stevia. It was my last thing I knew was not good for me, but I really like sweet tea. I've also limited my teenager's sugary drinks. They are adjusting, but not quite happy with their mom for getting clean. Well, I get it, right? Yeah. (laughs) I can remember one time, Will was at Governor's Honors Program Trombone. He was there for trombone. It was in the summer. He was, I don't know, it was like be four weeks or something. He was away from home. But he sent me a message, just a text, and he said, Why did you raise me so weird? That was the whole message. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, What does that mean? And, and you know, I, I shared how we really, really went clean, clean when he was With little. His diet. And, yeah, it really made a difference. But we had drifted back to more normal things, but still not like full on, right? Like I didn't buy you know, ramen noodles, you know, yeah. the, the whatever. I'd still kept, even though there was greenwashing, even though we weren't, you know, as, as stringent about it as we had been. But I was like, what do you mean by weird? And he was like, you raised us so weird with all, <laughs> all of that. I guess he was finding out when he was out there living with other people at this program that everybody wasn't like us. Yeah. Well, I had that revelation growing up too, because we ate pretty clean when I was a kid. I mean, my, my sister had a lot of food allergies and die intolerance is just like Will did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We shopped at those hippie stores when I was a kid and I didn't take a bag of chips in my lunch. I didn't get packaged, you know, ho-hos and ding-dongs. Like we just right. didn't eat those kinds of things. And then like as an adult, I was finally exposed to them and 
it was like, what? There's this food out there that I've never had before. But I want to say when she said that her kids are adjusting, they will adjust. I mean, your tastes change. You get used to what you're eating. And when you start to weed it out, yeah, you're going to notice it. But then over time, you're going to notice it less and less. And then you're going to have a new normal. It's really true. And they will adjust. You know, I can remember when the boys were little and we would, well, not like super little, but maybe like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, middle school, then high school, we would go on cruises as a family. When we first started going, I would get them like the soda package, right? They could right. have all the soda they wanted with the soda package. And, but eventually, we didn't have sodas around the house and they would like just like go crazy with the sodas. But eventually, now they're adult. They and don't they really drink it. Choose water. Mm-hmm. They mostly choose water. We just drink water with dinner. It's not even weird. That's just what happens. So they've gone from going crazy for the soda to now they choose water mm-hmm. preferentially. Right. All right. So we have another listener who said, I have become more conscientious and intentional about choosing cleaning products. I was already in the process of swapping out some things as I used them up. But the information presented in Jen's book and completing the worksheets to examine what I have been using really opened my eyes. And yeah, that's the teacher in me. That's why I had the activity in there. Because as it says in the beginning, we don't make change by reading. We make change by doing. And so that's why I have all the parts in Cleanish where you have to actually apply what you've learned. If you haven't done that, take the time to do it. Yeah. And this listener, actually, what she said is, a fascinating mind shift, I think. She said, I've always thought of food as medicine, but I'm more inspired to make sure it is made of high quality ingredients. I mean, if food is medicine, then don't you want the very best? It's true. You want to make sure that your fruits and vegetables have all the nutrients in them and not the bad stuff. So yeah, that's really important. All right. Another listener said, I shop with my phone out and the EWG app open to scan barcodes of products. I'm definitely being a lot more picky about what goes in my cart. It's not about the sale price or the cheapest item anymore. You know, that's one of the reasons my husband refuses to shop with me because I have always been a label reader. Mm -hmm. And I can't just pick up a can of beans and buy it. I have to look like what's been added to that can of beans. Is it beans and salt and water? Or is it beans and sugar and salt and water or whatever else? Or who knows what weirdness might be in there. Yeah, exactly. The same thing with Chad. He is more of a price shopper. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit of a hard time when that guy, when, you know, because he's going to want to buy the cheapest item. So we're like, let's say we're at the store and there's a big giant bag of rice. He's like, this rice is good enough. And I'm like, I'd really rather have organic rice. So we just had to learn to compromise that I have to just buy it myself. Right. Well, and you know, there isn't a whole argument with cheaper foods that have cheaper ingredients. And you could say, yes, they cost less. And you could say that healthy foods cost more, but your body's getting more nutrition. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to eat as much because your body is going to receive that nutrition and you're going to get the signal to stop eating sooner than if you're eating products that are full of empty they're void of nutrition. Right. And I also think of it as, you know, we're investing more now 
so, so that, that we don't exactly. have to spend it later on health care and medical costs, exactly. right? I think that makes a huge difference. I'd rather invest in my health than invest in medications and treatments that I might need later. You know, it's just it's preventative it for me. That's what's what I think about. And this listener said she's really looking at the way she's changed her skincare products, meats and fish from local farms, or using ButcherBox in Canada. She has tried to eliminate ultra-processed foods. She is now eating whole foods, and she is aiming for 30 plant foods per week, as per Tim Spector. Yeah, and I think that's great. And it just, the reason Tim Spector suggests that you eat at least 30 plant foods a week is because it helps your gut diversity. The more diverse foods you're putting in, the more diversity you can have in your gut with the different gut bugs that are living down there. And someone asked a question about this the other day in the community. They're like, but what is a serving? You know, do you have to eat like a whole serving for it to count? And the answer is no. You're just trying to put in diversity. And so don't get caught up in serving because remember, we just made up the idea of serving size. Exactly. That's a man-made idea. Mm-hmm. The serving size of Spinach is how much spinach do I need for this to be a delicious meal? Right. What's the serving size of garlic? The amount of garlic that I need to make this recipe delicious. Right. But that garlic is going to break down into the different phytochemicals. And remember how tiny your gut bugs are? They're little. Mm -hmm. They're tiny. And so you're putting in just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's okay. Right. Okay. So the next person said, the biggest thing I learned was general awareness of what goes on on my body. I've always been aware of food impacting my health, but never thought about the personal care items being something to consider more carefully. I think that's really important. Our skin is our biggest organ. Yeah. And I can remember somebody one time, it was a while back. It was before I wrote Cleanish, or it might've been while I was still writing it, but I think it was before I left Facebook. It was somebody in the Life Lessons Facebook group Perhaps we were talking about it was some kind of conversation somewhere where we were talking about beauty counter Uh and why it mattered. And do you remember this? The person was like adamant that what you put on your skin doesn't get into your body. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that now. And they were like mad that we were saying it did. I can't remember who it was or what it was. And if you're listening now, I hope you have (laughs) realized that we're not making this up. But we were trying to make the point of we know that things go through our skin because people use hormonal birth control. Right. It goes into your bloodstream. People use the nicotine patch. I mean, there's transdermal vitamins. Right. So, yeah, anything you put on your skin is absorbed. It's not like your body's like, oh, we'll take in this transdermal patch vitamin but not that stuff from your lotion right skin isn't like (laughs) isn't making that distinction so yeah there's no gatekeeper that says nope that chemical doesn't get to enter right our skin is a two-way street and so i just i thought that was interesting and you know i'm not putting that listener down or actually it wasn't a listener i mean maybe she's a listener i'm not putting that member down for saying that but just using that story to illustrate that It was such a mind-blowing paradigm shift that, number one, she didn't want to believe us, Mm -hmm. that it could be true, right? I'm not just making this up. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Well, that's those preconceived notions that people have, and I think you hope to shake up a little bit with the book. It's true. 
Another listener wrote, I had already been making a lot of cleanish improvements to my household, personal care, and food choices over the last few years, but the book and study group have been awesome for helping me find new and better options in areas where I hadn't found clean options I loved. Just simple things like dishwashing liquid, dishwasher pods, and deodorant have all been great conversations and information sharing. And also discovering the EWG app has been super helpful as well. Ooh, can I share something that I've been waiting to share? What's that? When she mentioned the dishwasher pod, uh-huh. that made me think Branch Basics dishwasher. Do you love it? Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Nothing gets off stuck on stuff on like stainless steel, like I mentioned before, better than the very unclean versions, right? Right. They work way quote, better at getting off that stuck on stuff. I'm just going to tell you that. But I've tried many, many clean products for the dishwasher, and none of them did anything. I mean, they were just like really terrible. Like I would think that if I just washed with plain water only, that was how it would turn out. So I had almost given up. Like I was having a conversation with Cynthia Thurlow. We were at an event in Tampa, and we were talking about cleanish coming out. And we both talked about not being able to find anything for the dishwasher. Well, the Branch Basics, they're little tablets. They're not in like a plastic pod. They're just little tablets. They are pretty darn good. Good. The only thing I have to pre-do is like, probably most people do this anyway, but I, I was not in the habit of doing it. I do have to scrub my stainless steel to get the big pieces off. Right. It's yeah. not as great at getting the big pieces off, but anybody who already pre-rinses mm-hmm. and does a little scrubbing and before putting it in the dishwasher, the Branch Basics dishwashing tablets are so good. See, I have one that I've been using from Thrive Market that I like. And you know how when you find something you like, you're afraid to leave it? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Keep using it then. I just, I couldn't find one that I liked. Yeah, I've got this one I liked. I mean, when I put my last Branch Basics order, I looked at it and I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not having any problems with the one I'm using. So I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Well, I I didn't want to mention it till I had tried it and had some, you know, I don't want to just say, buy the Branch Basics. It's great if it isn't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and some people may really wonder, like, dishwashing detergent, why does that matter? But when I did the Predict 2 research study and it came back that I had not very good gut microbiome, I had too many bad gut bugs and not enough good gut bugs. And I started really exploring what I could do to improve my gut microbiome. When you wash your dishes in the dishwasher with conventional dish detergent, there is still a residue of film on there. And they know that that kills off good gut bug populations when you use those dishes later, that you are taking in some of that chemical. I actually just learned recently, have I told you this already about what we use in our mouths and how important that is? Uh Uh-huh. Did I tell With you your that? new toothpaste? Yes, my new toothpaste. I just didn't realize they're sponsoring intermittent fasting stories. And so I was like, well, let me you know, look into what they're doing because I don't say yes to just any company exactly. that wants to. I said no to three companies today. They send me like approval. And right. One was like, um, anyway, I, I said no to three companies today. It was a supplement company and I can't remember the other two. But I really looked into this these products for your mouth, Lumino is the name of it. And I was like kind of blown away because I didn't realize that we didn't want to kill all the germs in our mouth, right? Didn't, right. Weren't we all raised thinking kill the germs in your mouth? Well, and you know, that's why I've never used some of those mouthwashes, even like Listerine. Well, that's exactly what I've used. I never thought of our mouth microbiome. 
I didn't know that. I thought you wanted to get all that out of there, all of it. And then I'm like, what? See, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. You do not want to kill off all the bacteria in your mouth. You do not. Yeah. (laughs) Just like you wouldn't want to kill. As soon as I learned that, I was like, well, of course, duh. But, you know, we've just been fed the message of kill the germs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your whole gut, everything starts in your mouth. It's true. So anyway fascinating. So, and finally, we asked listeners, when it comes to eating mostly clean, what tips, hacks, or strategies would you share with others about eating mostly clean? Now, we had a whole episode about this, so we're only going to share a few now, but I thought it was a good way to cap it off. And one of them is just so simple. Try to eat more fruits and vegetables. Boom. Yep. Just up your produce. Mm -hmm. Yep. Another listener said, the one thing I try to do before eating non-food or something less clean is to eat something good for me first. Then if I'm still craving the Cheetos or whatever else I was craving, I let myself have some. Sometimes I don't want it anymore, and sometimes I have a few, but this way I consume much less than I would have if I had started with the non-food item. And again, this is a great strategy. I've used this strategy for so much. I mean, this is the whole weeding out. So even if I want... Somebody once said, start with dessert. And (laughs) I'm like, no, if I started with dessert, I may not stop until the whole pan is gone, right? So instead, I'm like, no, first, I'm going to have a big healthy salad. And then I'm going to have some good protein and some good fat. And I am kind of the person that I'm like, if I'm going to have dessert, I'm probably not going to have the carb at dinner because I'm pretty carb choosy. But I'm going to get all that good veggies and protein and some healthy fats in there first. And I'm going to fill up on that. And then I guarantee you I'm going to eat way less dessert than if I than if you'd started, started with, with dessert. Yeah. <laughs> what did our grandmothers used to say? You're going to ruin your dinner. Yeah, it's true. And the dinner is the important part. That's where the nutrients are. But you still can make room for the dessert in there too. We're clean-ish. We're not perfectionist about it. We can have some Cheetos, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I made organic chili the other day. It was, everything was organic, grass-fed organic beef. Mm -hmm. And I threw Fritos in it because I like Fritos in my chili. Oh, I totally would. Me too. I love crispy corn. These days, I buy generally like a tortilla chip. It's like organic, mm-hmm. multi-grain tortilla chip that I, I tend to buy I use instead. those as well. Yeah. But I do. There is something. If someone had Fritos, I would throw it in. Listen, I was at work and I was like, I need something crunchy in my chili. And there were Fritos in the cabinet. And I'm like, this will work. And did I undo the work I did by eating organic chili? No. No, I lowered that threshold. Exactly. That is the whole point of being cleanish. But what you didn't do is open your window with a whole giant bag of Cheetos or Fritos and just eat all the the Fritos. Right. Yep. All right. And the last one, don't try to fix everything all at once. Start with the foods you eat most often and find better alternatives for those. For example, I buy the large majority of my meat and seafood through ButcherBox. That's a huge category of food taken care of. And by the way, we have a link to ButcherBox. If we you do. Go I to, love it. Yep. The Shop With Us tab at lifelessonscommunity.com. You can get whatever the latest savings is at ButcherBox. It changes all the time. So, But you can always take advantage of their latest offer. They have crazy good offers like free ground beef for life or free 
free bacon for life or whatever, just depending on when you sign up. Yeah. Is it bacon for life now? Or I think be- it's ground beef for life right now. But it might not be that when you go. It could be something else, like exactly. free steaks for life or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, it's really special. All right. So to continue, she said, that's a huge category of food taken care of. I buy the organic version of any fruit and vegetable that won't be peeled. I don't mind buying conventional bananas and oranges, for example. For canned foods, I make sure the label says BPA-free. So it's just a few little simple changes. Right. So that was it. I really enjoyed going through Cleanish with y'all. And if you haven't gotten a copy yet, go ahead. You can you can dig in any time. Any time, absolutely. And at jenstevens.com slash cleanish, you'll find the materials that go along with it, like in worksheet form. So you can have that to use. All right. Well, before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to invite you to the Life Lessons VIP community on Circle. Not only can you interact with Jen and me in a private online community, you can connect with other listeners and community members. And, you know, we have said that we'll be hosting monthly Zoom hangouts, but Circle has this great new feature. I've not tried it yet, but I cannot wait to try it out with you guys where I can live stream and I can just jump in and talk with you guys. And I'm not sure how it's going to work, but this could be a lot of fun. Like, I wonder if they could talk back to you. Like, I wonder. I think you can. It went live today and I have not had an opportunity. I haven't played with with it either. So Jen and I will play with that and we'll we'll update you next week. We'll let you know how that works. But (laughs) if it doesn't work like I anticipate it, we'll be doing a Zoom hangout like once a month. You can join us in the new VI community by going to lifelessonscommunity.com forward slash VIP. Choose your monthly membership contribution of $4.99 or $9.99. You can change to a different tier at the end of any month simply by managing your subscription within the platform. We want you to choose the option that feels the right value to you. For those who truly get value from the podcast each week, we would hope that you'd be willing to choose a higher package to help support the work we do on the podcast and the costs associated with producing it. Yep, and I'm so excited about being able to connect with the community again since I left Facebook. People will love that. I mean, even like in our Facebook community, they're constantly sending messages, posting messages to Jen via the community, and they're just lucky I screenshot them and send them to Jen. I pass the message along. And there's spaces in the new, the VIP community that's, they're like, ask Jen, and there's a space called Ask Sherry. So people can like come right in there and ask me a question. We can create whatever spaces you guys want in there. Yeah, I mean, it's can. going to be your community. So if y'all come into the community and you say, hey, we want a special space just to talk about, you know, mental health support or whatever, we can make that space where you can connect with other community members and talk about things that you want to talk about. And it's private. It's not on Facebook you know, yeah. your neighbor could stumble in if she listens to the podcast, but it's not quite like Facebook where your no. neighbor is going to stumble in and see you talking. So, and you can say boys are stinky and we know that it's not, <laughs> that's not hate speech. <laughs> there's, there's no artificial intelligence and no ads. That's my favorite part. <laughs> so next, oh, by the way, we're not closing the Facebook group down. Of course, we've said that before, but this is just a little something special or a lot something special, I think. All right, so next we have a segment that we call our listener-led lesson. It could be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. 
Today's listener-led lesson comes from Lori in Connecticut. She said, Swiffer your walls with a dry Swiffer cloth. You cannot believe how much dust accumulates, and it's so easy. This is a life hack from my good pal Maria in Maine. I love that she gave a shout-out to her friend. I know. Thank you, Maria. It made me wonder if Maria is a listener, too. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, I have actually taken Swiffer cloths, the kind that you put on the Swiffer duster, and used them to wipe things down with my hands like the walls before, too. So well, I've actually done that. I have a like a microfiber mop. Yeah. That usually you just, like, I just spray my Branch Basics, like, all-purpose cleaner on the floor, and then I mop it with my microfiber mop. We have been sanding a lot in the bathroom, trying to get ready to get paint on the walls. And Eric said, you know, you have to wash the walls before you prime them. And I'm like, I have to wash the walls. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like envisioning getting a bucket and a sponge. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. So my mop has a little handheld thing where you can do tight spaces or you can do windows with it. It's got like a window pad for it. And so I used it and I just got my spray bottle of water and I just sprayed the wall and then and it worked wonderfully. Wiped all that dust off. Oh, good. Yeah, I didn't have a big wet, soggy mess in there. Yeah, I can see how you wouldn't want to put paint on top of all that drywall yes, dust. That would yes. not really stick very well. <laughs> At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. And today's quote comes from Eva from Canada. And it's, if you don't heal what hurt you, you'll bleed on people that didn't cut you. Oh, that's powerful. That is powerful. You know, it makes me think of that saying, hurt people hurt people. Yes, were you thinking Absolutely, about that too? Absolutely, yes. But it's true. If you don't heal what hurt you, you'll bleed on people that didn't cut you. Well, and we tend to repeat cycles. So parents who say hurtful things to kids, a lot of times those kids grow up to be adults who now say the same hurtful things to their kids. I mean, it could be anything as little as that was dumb. Why would you do that? Well, maybe you heard that as a kid and that hurt you. So then you think, mm-hmm. okay, that hurt me. I don't want to repeat that. Words are powerful. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And kids internalize everything that you say. They do. And they, <laughs> they carry really it with them. And listeners, I get really sad when I go in to pull a motivational quote or a listener-led lesson and I'm, I've run out. Uh-oh. And um, I ran out this week. Uh oh. I used the rest. So we when we say we would love for you to send us new segment stories or listener led lessons or motivational quotes, my favorite. We really do. We I could look up these life hacks, I could look up cleaning hacks, I could look up quotes to share with you, but they are so much more special when they are shared by you, our listeners. That's very true. Yeah, please share them. Email us. We will share your contribution gladly. Absolutely. So, everybody, thank you for listening today. You can still join the Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. But we would really love to have you support our podcast by going to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP. And, you know, just like Sherry said, she supports her favorite podcast by sending them five bucks a month on Patreon. We would love for you to support us by joining the community and contributing $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. And you never even have to come and interact with us there if that's not your style. Like Sherry supports through Patreon mm-hmm. and there's no community on her, the podcast she loves. You can just support us and, and you never have to come. But I really hope people come. 
(laughs) I would like to have some great community. We would love to talk to you there. And this is a community-driven podcast, so we want our community, we want to interact with you. We want to share lessons that are impactful to you and that you want to learn more about. And the community gives us the opportunity to talk to you, engage with you, and find out what you guys want and need to hear. A hundred percent. So please join us there, lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We would love for you to leave a review. You can do that in iTunes. Spotify now lets you leave a review. That helps us reach others, especially if they're five. Yes. (laughs) If you you leave a two, that's not as helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just putting that out there. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? We need them. Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and then listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.